So this CBC headline caught my eye on Saturday, and it made me wonder how many people may not be just chuffed that they are engaging in dry January, but consider extending it beyond the 31st. The headline read, alcohol is a top cause of preventable cancer and should have warning labels, doctors and researchers say. Tim Stockwell, a senior scientist with the Canadian Institute for Substance Use Research at the University of Victoria, was cited predominantly in this article, and he is on the show now. Tim, thanks for spending some time with us. I really appreciate it. Yeah, good morning, Kelly. Thank you for having me. So alcohol is classified as a group one carcinogen. I, that, to me, is jaw-dropping. What exactly does that mean? Because it sounds pretty serious. Well, it means it, this is the World Health Organization's international agency for research on cancer and their job, their task, they have some top scientists from all over the world and they review the evidence for whether something causes cancer in humans. And they, and if it's a, um, you know, gets that rating of class one like asbestos or tobacco, then the evidence is incredibly strong and it merits special warnings that that's the case. So the remarkable thing is that the WHO has made that decision, but very few countries, there are some, but very, very few, actually warn their citizens of this risk. I think it comes as a shock to many of our listeners right now that it is a Group 1 carcinogen. How recent was this classification, and why aren't most of us aware of it? <laughs> well, that's the shocking thing, is it's not that recent. This has been known for quite a long time, um, and it's... A, it's 30, I think 32 years ago that the WHO first decreed and they identified six cancers, um, uh, it, mainly cancers of the digestive system initially, and then breast cancer was soon added to that list. And the potential list of other cancers that alcohol can cause is, is, is larger, but there's, it's mainly cancers through the digestive system from the mouth all the way through to the colon, you know, out the other end, um, and, and the cancer of the breast. So you know, those are sites. And the causal mechanisms are well understood. So this has been known for some time. Wow. So I guess a lot of people right now are thinking dry January, probably a good idea. Um, the rest of us are probably thinking, okay, this is all right, because I'm drinking in moderation anyways. And we've been told, you know, a glass of wine, especially red, can be good for you. You have it with dinner. Uh, you're saying, actually, that that's not necessarily the truth. Can you elaborate on the uh, safe amount of alcohol that we can have when it comes to uh, the risk for cancer? Yeah, there's two parts to this. One is about whether it's good for you in moderation and whether red wine, you know, is, is that's a particular thing. And a lot of people, that, that idea has been part of global consciousness for a long time and it's false um, the other part is that the risks for diseases only start at high levels of drinking and that also unfortunately is false so the risk is if you don't drink much you know if you're a light drinker two or three drinks a week something like that very very small risk you know it's like um, the, the WHO said that um, um, bacon and, you know, um, certain kinds of dried meats, uh, cured meats, were, uh, posed a slight risk to health. So for light drinking, it's the same for alcohol. It's very slight. We take mm -hmm. lots of risks in our day. But the point is consumers should know. <laughs> they, should, they should be given the information. And we know that about 70% of Canadians do not know this very basic fact. 
You're advocating for the government to mandate cancer warnings on alcohol bottles like I guess we have with cigarette packages. And I understand that you led a study to test drive the warning labels. It was in the Yukon in 2018. Yeah. Tell us about that project and its fate, because I understand it didn't last long. Well, it was a, a, a twist and turns in that story. We spent four years, uh, me and my colleague Erin Hobin at Public Health Ontario and other colleagues, designing these labels with lots of focus groups, developmental studies, consulted with stakeholders. The Yukon government invited us in and our beautiful labels, which were red and yellow, English and French. There were three messages, one, the cancer risk, one about low risk guidelines, you know, levels of drinking considered low risk and how to count your drinks, how many standard drinks. So and it went ahead. Um, unfortunately, the industry found out the wine, beer and wine um, manufacturers in, in Canada lobbied the Yukon government. And I've got copies of their emails saying appalling things about me and my colleague Erin and the research, which was funded by Health Canada. And the Yukon government were too worried about litigation and they removed the cancer. They stopped the study. We were allowed to carry on without the cancer warnings, just the other warnings on guidelines and how to count your drinks. And it became a bit of a viral news story about the you know big bad industry stomping on the little Yukon government and keeping consumers in the dark about the risks. But they Why went was, great lengths to, to stop it that those labels appearing. Why were they okay with the labels that included the information about a standard drink size and low risk drinking guidelines? Oh, it wasn't their first choice. I know that they would they would like nothing with health content on the label at all. But I think they felt they were in a hard place, and the the cancer warning was the thing that really um, they 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 would accept almost anything but that. One of the reasons for a study is to find out exactly how people respond to labels like this. Yes. Uh, even though the study lasted a month before the cancer label was pulled off of your uh, bottles in Yukon liquor stores, did, did you get any metrics about its impact on consumer behavior? What did you learn? Yeah, we did. We were able to Health Canada supported us going back early in the field but before people forgot those labels. Actually, I don't think almost anyone who saw those labels in Yukon has forgotten them. But there was an echo. We were able to detect that lots of people remembered them, um, their, their knowledge, and they accepted the message. It was supported by the chief medical officer of the Yukon, chief medical health officer. Um, and also people who saw that said they were more likely to consider reducing their drinking. And then we also found alcohol sales of labeled products did significantly reduce during the experiment. Um, so it was kind of a bit of a world first in that regard. And there's a consumer's right to know, but nobody really thought we didn't think it would change behavior. Um, but it did uh, in that in that particular case, perhaps because the labels were really impactful, colorful, had images. They weren't like the ones in the US, little black and white, obscure writing at the back of the bottle. So is this done in the US that, that it could possibly cause cancer, alcohol? I don't think the word cancer is mentioned. Serious diseases is mentioned. It mentions huh. don't drive. Um, you can have effects on, um, you know, if you're pregnant, uh, it could be bad for your baby. Uh, don't operate heavy machinery. There's a whole mm. lot of blurb. And in fact, the, the, the North uh, Northwest Territory government has had labels that the similar labels that they put on by hand <laughs> in, and sold in their government liquor stores for, I don't know, 35 years. 
So we, there is a precedent in Canada, and the Yukon government had a pregnancy warning label, but nowhere else does it. Even So the government's involved in distributing alcohol in other provinces and selling it from government retail stores without telling its citizens that it can give them cancer. Alcohol use is normalized in, in Western society. We usher in the new year with it. We raise a glass to toast milestones in our lives. We wind down with a drink at dinner. And heck, we even have an unofficial or official drink of the show. It's the fun and tonic. It's my little uh, pet word for the gin and tonic, which I really yeah. enjoy. But of it, it's, it, and it, it seems like you may, you know, win the battle to label products. But at the end of the day, what needs to be done is a shift in perception. How do you accomplish that? Well, look, I think a label on a bottle is a very good start. I mean, there's lots of other ways of approaching it. So the beauty of a label on a bottle is everyone sees it. The people who need to see those messages the most see them the most often (laughs) because of the heavier drinkers. And that's been shown in research. Uh, The heavier drinkers remember the labels. So it's like the perfect medium. And I think symbolically, if you don't put that message on, it implies everything must be good. Surely the government would warn us. Because right. you get labels on cannabis and tobacco, and cannabis actually is about, you know, the risk is about a 30th as it is from alcohol. So, But the government tells us about that and about tobacco. Alcohol causes more economic costs than tobacco does because of the range of harms it causes. But there's no label, there's no warning. What's the appetite with Health Canada to put, you know, to maybe consider putting labels or mandating labels on uh, bottles of, of alcohol? You know, the... Uh, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. And I know that it's such a big no-no for the liquor industry. I know they're a very powerful political lobby. So I think it's not just the government, the Health Canada part, but the political arm government that um, politicians have to weigh these things up. It's our most popular recreational drug. And there's a powerful lobby group. And we saw what happened in the Yukon, what they're prepared to do to stop that information getting out. Well, Tim, I really appreciate you joining us to talk about uh, your experience when it comes to the study and also uh, your knowledge when it comes to uh, alcohol and the risk of cancer. I really appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. Have a good day. You as well. Tim Stockwell is Senior Scientist with the Canadian Institute for Substance Use Research at the University of Victoria.